This week's episode of Finding Demo Surf Fishing is brought to you by Salty's Pompano Rigs. Salty's Pompano Rigs are all handmade. Uh, he's got his own setup with colors, and well, where is he? Out of Alabama. So not far, easy to get your hands on. You can reach out to him on Facebook, Salty's Pompano Rigs. Every order is going to come to you real nice, and you can get that set up of however colors you want. Hooks are painted to match, and uh, if you haven't seen any of the pictures of what's been caught on them, you definitely got to go back and take a look. There is tons of great catches. And, hey, I use them. A lot of my friends use them. So if all of us are using them and consistently, constantly, yeah, that should tell you something. So Salty's Pompano Rigs, go take a look there on Facebook. Get yourself your set. The tournaments are coming. Make sure you're set up on your rigs. Go over there and get them. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another week. We've got a great episode coming your way. We've got another Florida team here of local anglers. Uh, it is actually a one-two punch here, and I think you're going to enjoy it. We're going to be talking to the uh, Saltwater Yankees. That's Frank and Kyle, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So welcome to the show. Hang out. Sit tight. It's going to be good. You're listening to Find a Demo Surf Fishing. Love a new week, love a new episode, loving this music. Tremors gets me going. All right, cool. Let's get into this. All right, so like the opening said, we're going to be talking with Frank and Kyle. Uh, Kyle's got a special nickname. We'll make sure we bring that up in the show because it's always important. Uh, and uh, Frank has got some good stories to tell. Actually, both of them got great stories, so you're really going to like it. So the Saltwater Yankees, you can find them on Facebook, on their Facebook page, Salt Salty Yankees. And... Uh, yeah, it's actually, that's the link. And then YouTube, you can find them, uh, Saltwater Yankees. And the cool part with their YouTube channel, they've got a lot of knowledge and stuff going out there too, so don't sleep on that. Make sure you get out there and take a look. So without further ado, guys, Saltwater Yankees, welcome to the show. Frank and Kyle, thanks for being here, guys. What's up, brother? Thanks for having us on. Yeah, appreciate it. Hey, I appreciate you guys coming on. I know it, I've been wanting to do this for a while, and it's been a lot of fun for me to be like, all right, cool, they're going to do it. All the questions are ready. Let's do this. Yeah. So. <laughs> that, that intro music is pretty sweet. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. I, I still can't believe that I'm allowed to use free music. <laughs> my, my luck, that guy's going to get super famous and be like, hey, you owe me money. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of like 80s rock music a little bit there. Yeah, a little bit of rock, a little bit of country. Uh, I thought about country for a while, but rock just seemed to fit fit the motif for me. I don't know what it was. But, you know, it's kind of like how Mike, um, on our Friday night show with uh, – Panhandle uh, fishing report, and when he picked that heavy metal, I was like, "Dude, d no, don't don't tease me. That thing's awesome." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, we knew we'd uh, we make some people upset with that music. We're like, "Eh, well, we like it, so uh, definitely work." All right, guys, so let's jump in here. Um, I think I got the the links right. So Facebook it was Salty Yankees. It's at Salty Yankees, right? Um, it's just uh, at Saltwater Yankees. Oh, is it? Oh, it is Saltwater Yankees. I apologize. I must have got the link wrong. All right. So at Saltwater Yankees. Got it. And then YouTube is the Saltwater Yankees. That's the search name, and that's the name that comes up, and everything's good on that one, right? Yep. All right. Any other platforms? We uh, I, I'm sucking on the Insta stuff, so or Twitter, or Twitter, Tweeter. I don't know any <laughs> of that stuff. I suck at it. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we do have an Instagram, and it's the same thing, just at Saltwater Yankees on there, too. 
All right. Who's running? So and, who, who's running which one, though? Who's doing the social media? Well, it, we kind of split, split it up. So Jughead here does the uh, Instagram and the YouTube, and I do the TikTok and Facebook. I'm, I'm, I'm not real good with uh, with uh, laptops and all you know software, and so he's he's a little better at that stuff than I am. So old Tiki Talk. And TikTok's yeah. fun. It's like the perfect time suck in the world. You know what I really like about TikTok is you can really get creative on there with the you know the music and just some the minds of some people and stuff they come up with is just entertaining. Yeah, absolutely. It's a lot of fun to watch. I mean, it's kind of cool to see a lot of our uh, fellow friends and uh, the YouTubers. They're also using TikTok on the shorts uh, and and good links like that. I, I think it's been really cool. I think it's been a great platform to help. Yep, I agree. So tell me about yourselves, and by all means, go as deep as you want or as shallow as you want. And also with that, I'm going to two to one here, but uh, what got you into fishing? So, you know, we, we both grew up northwestern Pennsylvania, boys. It, it, if, you, if, if you're familiar with that area at all, it's just, it's just country. It's, I, don't know, I say Pennsylvania, people think of Pittsburgh or Philly, and it, it was it's so <laughs> at it's small town, woods, rural, rural area. And, uh, so we, you know, we grew up there, I guess Kyle's still growing up, but yeah, I grew up <laughs> 40 years there, but we was just always, you know, out chasing whitetail or trout fishing or, you know, fishing in the rivers. You know, I, I've been doing that since I was, you know, 13, riding my bicycle with my pole strapped to my back. And, you know, Kyle's kind of been doing, did the same. He grew up. You know, he friends there going out and hunting. You know, uh, the deer deer hunting's a little bigger, a little bigger deal up there than down here. But uh, yeah, when we moved, we uh, we got here November sixth, and November seventh, we went out and bought surf rods and reels, and decided, you know, if we wasn't going to be chasing whitetail, we we have to be outside doing something. So right. that kind of led into the uh, surf fishing. What's well, a hell of a transition going from white-tailed deer to surf fishing? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it is. You know, there's a lot of uh, there's some, there are some similarities. You know, you gotta think about the weather and you know wind wind direction and all. You know, a lot of that stuff kind of does transfer over. Yeah, I definitely go with that. It, it's funny. I I always forget that. You know, now you all know Kyle's nickname. It, it, it's weird that. Kyle and y'all he was up north too, and I always forget that he was in Pennsylvania as well. For some reason, I always thought he was a Florida guy. Yeah, he, we kind of kidnapped him, so we was just like, "Listen, we're going to Florida, and uh, you're coming with us." So, <laughs> well, I mean, the family thing kind of linked in together, so I, I, I kind of, I get that. Huh. Yeah, I grew up uh, just the next town over, and uh, me and Olivia, his daughter, started dating real young, and ended up getting married. And flash forward ten years from then. Here we are down here in Florida. <laughs> yeah, man. And now look at you guys. You're just building an empire. You guys have started such great knowledge and education getting out there. Um, not only with surf fishing, you guys do all facets of fishing, which I find absolutely amazing. You guys have always been crushing it. Um, I remember the first time I met you guys was on the beach, and I was down another, what, probably 200 yards, and I look over, and you guys are pulling in a red. I'm like, well, there's reds down there. <laughs> are there any reds yeah. over here <laughs> but and you guys have constantly just have always been a great 
platform, I guess. It, it, you guys have just been really good at showing how things you do it and the payoff with it as well. And I know, I mean, a five-minute video is 15, 20 hours worth of work uh, put in there. But you guys have really shown how you do your game, especially with walking, uh, you know, the sound side, walking up and down, throwing different tile, different styles in the beach, you know, using your baits different ways. Uh, I think you guys have done phenomenal with that. So thank you for sharing the knowledge that you guys do, and you don't just hoard it. I, I love that. Yeah, I mean, that was one of the biggest things that I, I really liked about the surf fishing community, especially here. Um, it was just everyone's just so willing to share information, which that's a little different than deer hunting. You know, up home, no one wants <laughs> yeah. to you know, tell you where the deer are at. So when we got down here and like you and Jeremiah and all those other guys, you know, everyone on the Panhandle Surf Fishing page, they're all willing to share. And if you're willing to listen, to, you know, you can always learn something from somebody. So we kind of just wanted to really just wanted to add to that you know, and be a be a resource for other people, you know, coming into the area or just picking up a rod and reel and going out there on the weekend. Yeah. So what actually brought you guys down here to the Panhandle? So uh, my wife and I, we've always vacationed at uh, Panama City. And probably for the past 10, 15 years, we've come down every year for summer, you know, summer vacation. And we always said, if we get the opportunity, you know, why, why not live here? So uh, COVID happened and that cost my wife her job and I work remote so I can work from anywhere. And I, you know, we were just sitting around talking. I'm like, why are we staying here? That's just, you know, there's a whole beach down there. So we packed all of our stuff up in a, in a, uh, a, tr- a truck and trailer and headed down. For the first day in the bar was the day we moved in. <laughs> nice. See, that's awesome. I didn't. I, I remember hearing some about this, but I didn't know you did it in the one shot and go. Damn, that's cool. Yeah, we had never been here. We got hooked up with a realtor and was looking in, you know, Panama City and Pensacola. And he's like, "Hey, have you ever heard of this little place called Navarre?" I was like, "No." He said, "You need to Google that." So I we did a little Google search there and saw the area, and it looked like a pretty, you know, a good place to live and raise a family. And we found a uh, six month rental, and that we, we packed our stuff up and never seen it and moved in and now we bought a house so yep, now it's permanent the roots are down yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't know why i waited i should have done it 10 years ago <laughs> oh man and you can imagine going back in time like hey i know you don't want to but you should do this earlier yeah. you will be happier yeah. Yep, definitely. <laughs> well, that's awesome. And it doesn't hurt living in Navarre, too, in your area. I mean, uh, I know you and I are about equal distance from the bridge. Um, it's, you know, it takes us, what, 30 minutes to get door to the sand, essentially, if that? Yeah, yeah not long at all. So it's it's kind of a nice thing. That's one of the few things I love about Navarre, absolutely, is you know we have such a quick turnaround there. Um, we're spoiled. I'll admit it. I'm sorry if you're listening to this and you're not out down here. You know, if you do, or if you've never been down to Navarre and you're listening to this podcast, uh, you really are missing out on a really good fishery. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got friends back home. They're always asking me, don't you ever work? Cause all I see are pictures of you on the beach. <laughs> Why am I going to post pictures of work? That's just depressing. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah, I can't imagine every day filling my Facebook feed with RV stuff. Like, well, why am I looking at this? Well, you don't want to see me catching fish here. Do you want to see what I do all day? Here's yeah. a black tank I was working on. It's kind of smelly. 
Oh, man. All right. So your guys' YouTube channel shows a lot of different types of fishing like we were talking about. Um, I've seen you in the surf. I think I've seen you guys doing a couple of jetties, a lot of inshore with the um, the sound side. I know you went out on the boat with Bill. Uh, you guys were doing the tournament and some fun stuff there. Uh, do, is any one type of the fishing down here your favorite? And if so, why? So, yeah, we, um, we've been to the jetties quite a few times now. Um, but honestly, I think I can speak for the both of us. Um, definitely getting on the beach and just surf fishing out there is something about it just always makes us want to go back. Um, we've been going to the beach on vacation for plenty of years, and that was always something we always look forward to. And now that we lived here, it kind of turned into a reality. And just, like I said, something about sitting on the beach where people walk up and down and we've got asked several times like hey are you guys actually catching stuff here and we're like oh yeah like you got you got no idea go and get yourself some rods and a couple sand spikes and keep it simple and get them out there and it's just something about that we really 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 enjoy um inshore fishing for the most part we really just started <clears throat> getting into that this winter um because you know how the beach is very slow this time of year and everything else and just expand our our options and learning new stuff is something we're always interested in and but yeah out of out of those three that we said the surf jetty and inshore we i think we can both say we really enjoy the surf fishing the most yeah yeah i'd, I'd, I'd have to second that uh, it's just you just don't know what you're going to get out of the surf you know in the sound the sound you know there's multiple species there too but it's it really kind of comes down to reds and trout and maybe a flounder but you just don't know what's coming out of the surf. Right. I mean, in the inshore, you're kind of targeting more. You know, you're putting a paddle tail on or, you know, you're going with a Rapala, you know, all right, what am I targeting? Am I targeting trout or am I targeting, you know, ladyfish or something? You, you got a little bit more of an idea there, pretty much. Yep. Yep. Well, I mean, speaking of that, I mean, on your inshore stuff, oh, gosh, how many? I don't know if you kept count. How many black drum was that from the, the one spot that I know that you fish at? <clears throat> What, oh man five probably five between us two and then we have people coming down quite a bit and we always get them on some but yeah that's i forgot about those guys yeah <laughs> you, dude, they were monsters <laughs> yeah they were enormous and kind of got we were, we had been down there trout fishing actually and you know seeing them swimming around and was like why aren't we targeting them big big guys so we went down there one day with some blue crab and the first time we tried it, I caught a, a bull red. He and Kyle caught the a black drum. My daughter caught a black drum all in the same night. So, yeah, that spot. There, there's something about that little corner right there that I, I think is slept on. I really do. I mean, I, I, I love. That's why I'm not telling anybody about it in this podcast. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. That spot has just been really fun to fish. Yeah, yeah, it's been fire for us. We caught. I can't tell you how many trout we pulled out of there and caught flounder out of there, the the bull red, the you know the um, and all the black drum. It's it's a it's a, it's a it definitely is overlooked. Yeah, the trout. I, I found a lot more trout on the east side versus the west side. I don't know about you though. Yeah, for sure. Same same here. Yeah, that one that corner. Sorry, as we're all like, were you guys talking? Don't worry. You can if you guys know us and you follow us on social media, you'll be able to figure it out. I, I I'd hate to say that, but this is the one thing I won't bring up. <laughs> You're gonna have to do the homework on this one. Sorry, everybody. All right. So, what made you guys decide you wanted to start doing a YouTube channel? So, um, <clears throat> we left a lot of family and friends up home. 
and they're always curious about what we're catching down here. I know my dad in particular, he's, oh, what are you catching everything else? And I'll send them videos and stuff like that. But, you know, we got to sitting down one night and just talking and we're like, man, we're sending a lot of these pictures and videos to all of our friends up home. Like, why don't we just put it on YouTube and, you know, we can talk to them and they can go find it there and, you know, just kind of get in, get involved with that sort of community and everything and make it something to do and just enjoy it pretty much. Oh, are you having fun with it at least? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We look forward to that all the time. Always wanting to get out and try and make a new video any chance we can get. It's like, like you guys needed any more motivation to go fish. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I will say, I will say Doug has a little better at it. I, I get, once I get the fish on the, on the line, the idea that I'm making a video goes completely out the window and I'm just completely solely focused on catching the fish. I, I, I keep shutting my camera off and, and just making a mess of it. So he's been, he's done good at kind of patching my, my junk camera work <laughs> together to put, you know, to make it. That's a team, man. I think, oh, I think absolutely. anybody that's a YouTuber is listening to this goes, yep. Yeah. I've been there. <laughs> yep, they know what we're talking about. <laughs> I tell you, I get. I didn't have the respect. I have more respect now than I did before. Once I actually tried to put one of them together. Oh yeah. Yeah, you you guys are in a whole different world when it comes to that stuff. I, I am always impressed when I see you know I, I fish with a lot of you guys, so I, I see what you're doing at the moment. Then I see the video. I'm like, holy crap, that took you long. That that was a lot of work to get that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if you haven't, if you guys haven't taken a look at the channel, definitely uh, take a look at the one where Jughead nearly takes his head off. That was, oh yeah, that was top five. <laughs> top five scariest moments of my life, too. Dude, he looked scared. I, I mean, hell, I was scared. I was cringing when I read the description. I'm like, no. And then I saw it. I was like, <gasps> oh, okay, okay, we're good. At least you didn't get hit in another regions. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I, I earned that. Bra- you know, I don't mind my badge. <laughs> could have been so much worse. I mean, that could have been a full power stroke, and I'm so glad it wasn't. Oh, man, that was fun. Uh, so where do you guys hope to take the channel? You know, I don't know that we really have really any expectations. Like, we're just we're just doing it for fun and, you know, a place for friends and relatives to go, you know, to go watch. I don't know that we really have a set expectation other than, we just want to provide, you know, some knowledge and maybe entertain somebody for, you know, 10 minutes of their day. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. That's a hell of an escape. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, I think the, how do I put this like that? Yeah, I guess like that it works. I think chronologic, chronologically? Eh, for screw it. Just documenting anything for your grandkids and kids, you know, it's a fun thing because, hell, our kids are going to go back. This is going to be just, you know, before they get their USB ports in their head and they can, you know, <laughs> automatically download YouTube videos. Yeah. <laughs> but an easier way for them to be able to look back and see grandpa or dad and like, yeah, that's what he used to do. Like, oh, man, that's cool. You know, being able to pass on the tricks like that over the years. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just having a place for, you know, people to, to view and see what, what it's like to be standing on the beach and pulling in a pompano or whatever. Yeah. Especially if I don't get to do it. <laughs> I, I know you guys are the same with this, but even when we get the tourists and people walk by and it's kind of like, yeah, come ask questions. Like we, we want you to come ask questions down here. We want you to see it. You know, hell, we want to catch a fish in front of you. It's not to show off, but 
Well, it kind of is. But it's also, you know, you guys want to see what a pompano looks like? Here, this is going to be the best dinner I'm going to have this week. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it's neat to it's neat to share that with. But I would, when I say mention catfish out of the golf, people are always look at me like, what? Yeah. And they seems catfish is a freshwater fish, not not in the golf. So. Yeah, the old as Tony called it, the old saltwater zombies. I mean, I, I tried to explain that to my cousin up in Maine. Uh, he's like, you guys have catfish? I'm like, yeah, in the saltwater. And they look just like regular catfish. They, there's there's nothing special about this. Right, right, yeah. Those damn fish. But I'll still eat it. I'll admit it. And everyone, you can say whatever you want. I'll still eat catfish. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I watched that video. I was like, I was cringing a little bit. I was like, I don't know, man. <laughs> You know, the only thing that threw me the biggest curveball about the whole thing, you know, and I was expecting it to taste horrible because I've, I've had fried catfish and I really don't like it. I don't even like fried catfish. I really don't. But it's mostly the the cornmeal that's used, and that's what I figured out. It's that gritty, like, sand texture. That mm-hmm. that really turned me off of fried catfish. But, you know, grilling it like I did on the Blackstone uh, really surprised me because it, it didn't taste bad. It tasted fine. You know, I, I granted, it's not my top five. Um but if it was like, hey, look, you need to eat tonight, yeah, I'll, I'll bring home catfish. I'll eat it. But what shocked yeah. me was how much it shrunk. I, I don't think I've had a fish shrink that much on my grill. Huh. Was it hard to hard to cut up? No. I mean, well, once I figured out how to do it, because um, everyone was like, dude, you're doing it wrong. And I was like, well, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> I'm like, just put a nail in its head. I'm like, yeah, no. I'll <laughs> just. I'll use the knife. We'll figure that. Well, once I figured it out on the second uh, fish, it made a little bit more sense. It was just a weird cut because you got to do right behind the hard part of the head. Um, basically, you let it flat on its stomach, and then I'd have to cut upward at like a 45 to follow the bone, and then I'd hit the spine. And once I hit the spine, walk down the spine vertical. And after you did that, you could get in from the other side and basically pull the fillet. It was almost triangular. Um, but once it came off, it was you know white meat fish and flat and was like all right it, it really and pulling the skin off was you know that was simple there was nothing in it what so, was what was the consistency of it was it closer to trout or closer to pompano or what no cl- closer to whiting yeah a little bit opaque um firm but not not to the point where like pompano firm um, but yeah, it, it kind of had that same consistency. And then the flavor was, I, there was no fish forward flavor, which is what I was expecting. Actually, I really expected it to taste like fish or, you know, bottom crap. Um, but it really, and it didn't, which, you know, kind of shocked me, but I don't know, just something, something about it was not horrible. I'd like to say worst fish ever, but I was like, um, no, I've had worse fish than this. So, uh, so maybe a saltwater Yankees hardhead catch and cook video i mean why not I mean, if you haven't tried it i always say you know and as much as i'm going to regret saying this online because i know jacob will listen to this and he'll say something but you know you still if you catch it and you know if you haven't tried it why not if you can can you eat it is it on a protected species or is it just people say it tastes bad all right well try it sometime you know i've already told uh who was it, it was rich pompano rich told me that they used to eat sea robins and i'm like you've got to be kidding me like no, they're really good. I'm like, all right, next one I catch, I'll eat it. Screw it. But uh, uh, I think you guys saw it in the text group that we're in. Uh, the uh, tastes just like cobia, or it's better than cobia. And it was like, what the hell was it? 
Not the. <laughs> what yeah. is? Why can't I say that? Why can't I think of the name of the damn fish? The, I can't remember. Either. Oh my gosh, we suck right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the damn seersucker that hangs out with sharks. Oh my gosh. Uh, Remoras. Remoras, yeah. Somebody sent out that, I don't know if it was in our group, uh, but somebody sent out a video of a couple of guys did a catch and cook with a Remora, and the what meat was white, and he did a deep fry, and he's like, it's better than Kobe. I'm like, mm, that's a tall order, bro. Sure. So if I catch a beefy enough one, I'll catch and eat it. But yeah, if you guys want, I, I say try it. I, I thought it was okay. I really didn't think it was trash. Oh. All right. Enough of that. Let's get back into the technical stuff because that was fun. Um, so when you guys are actually going out, you know you're going to go out fish. Uh, how do you guys plan your fishing trips? So I think that, um, well, first and foremost, we have all these different apps on our phone. Uh, we got Magic Seaweed for one that just tells you, like, you know, wind direction, the mile per hour, the winds, the tidal changes, and everything like that. But I think mainly for when we're going out surf fishing, the number one things we look at is, is it going to be windy and is like, what's the tidal chains going around? Is there a lot of moving water? Is it going to be a neap tide or, you know, w- like what time of day is going to be the best to go out there? Um, so yeah, for that one, surf fishing is really the one we pay the most attention to. Um, going inshore, we don't really pay too entirely much attention if we got the time. It's like, hey, why not? Let's go out and see what we can do. Make turn something into nothing or turn nothing into something. But yeah, yeah, like I said, pretty much just we really, really, really pay attention to that with surf fishing. But for the other ones, not as much. Frank might have something to add to that. Yeah, well, another thing is bait. You know, if I don't have any bait sitting around, I just want to go throw some lures for an hour. Then you know we'll just hit a spot inshore somewhere where we know there, know there might be a red land or you know some school of trout packed up. But it really kind of everything. Everything kind of uh, pyramids off of if we get to the beach to surf fish. And if we can't, then what's the next best next best option? Okay. But so like, I know right, right now surf fishing slow. So you know we've been trying to go to uh, what's the name of that bridge? Uh, Bob, Bob Sykes. Sykes. Bridge. Yeah. Yeah, I've been hitting up Bob Sykes trying to get some sheephead, or uh, we just recently got a couple kayaks. So hopefully that's going to be some decent videos coming coming for that. We. Took, we took him for a test ride the other day. We didn't do much fishing. It was just kind of paddling around, getting, trying to get a feel for it. So Nice. Yeah, I remember that. And I'm looking forward to hopefully letting you guys let me tag along with you sometime because it would be a lot of fun to go off the kayaks with you guys. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know, and the other thing that all, to all those different fishing is there's just so many different ideas and, you know, ideology around it. And trying to locate the fish and figure out, you know, what they're hitting on. So it's just a big puzzle, I guess. So that's kind of what's what interests me more is you get used to surf fishing, and you know, not that that's not difficult because it, you know, it can be too. But there's just with each different type of fishing, there's just so much different tackle, and you know, wind wind makes a difference. It's tides, and so that that, that challenge, I guess, is what what really makes me want to do different things. Yeah. Well, I mean, you nailed that part. I mean, how many? Uh, you can't take uh, some of the rods that we take inshore out to the surf because it's just not nearly useful enough to where you need to be, even vice versa. You can't take the twelve footers out there, and you're like, "Why am I taking this rod?" Yeah, yeah. Well, it makes sense. 
So when you guys are out fishing in the surf run, do you, or, well, we can just go in general. Um, do you fish for a specific only one species or are you just, hey, yep, I'm basically, I'm targeting this, 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 and this. How do you guys play that? Yeah, so um, I know, number one, when we go to the beach, um, we're always trying to target pompano. Absolutely. Always pompano, always whiting, and anything else that bites is just a bonus for us. <laughs> um, you know, going to the bridges, Bob Sykes Bridge, we talked about uh, trying to target sheep's head. Um, if we go wade, wade fishing in the sound or in the bay or in the kayaks or anything, you know, we're going to be targeting reds, specks, and flounder and who knows maybe we get up into the rivers and find some striper around here sometime that would be that would be awesome that would be um, awesome <laughs> yeah definitely a bucket list for me but other than that yeah it's really just i hate to keep repeating myself i feel bad but it's it really all just depends where we're going um and time of year springtime definitely pompano all summer really pompano fall same thing but we, we we did target one fish this spring and we're i'm gonna catch one is uh, we we both want to really catch a jack curbell on on top water from the surf so we did a lot of that this spring getting up there first first light kind of walking the beach with just one rod and a you know a popper uh uh nomad chug norris and um you know just popping it across the top there trying to catch jack curbell we haven't been successful yet but that's definitely at the that's probably at the top of my list. I definitely want to catch one like that. Now, like you said, yet. You guys will. Yeah. I know you will. Yeah, I mean, we, we did it enough. I thought for sure we would have caught something last spring, but hopefully this spring will be be a little better. Yeah, I think it I think it will be. Speaking of that, thank you for bringing that up. Now, no, I didn't set an alarm this time, everybody. Unfortunately, you didn't get to hear the beeper. But it has been just a little over 25 minutes, so have you done a bait check? If you're listening to this and you're out there fishing, I hope you're doing your bait check right now because after that much time and you haven't caught anything yet, which I feel really bad if you haven't, but do your bait check. Change your zones. Get it out there. Go catch that fish and then pause it when you're, you know, reeling something in so you can come back and listen to this. All right. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So what tricks, without giving out any of your trade secrets, have you found uh, that have been helped you become really successful in fishing? So I guess the one number one thing I think is being fluid and you know not not going to the same spot throwing the same bait every day after day after day you know being able to figure out the you know the tide and the wind and just trying to figure out what what's going to put you in the best opportunity to catch something not necessarily what worked yesterday because conditions change daily I mean actually conditions change hourly so being able to, and even sometimes it's something as simple as packing up and moving a hundred yards down the beach to another cut and, you know, and really identifying beach structure helps, you know, understanding rips and cuts and, you know, that, that kind of thing, I think put us on more fish. Okay. So just, just not, uh, just not being stuck to the same, the same, don't get stuck in the same routine. And just because it worked yesterday, doesn't mean it's going to work today. Dude, <laughs> doesn't that drive you nuts though? It, does. <laughs> it I hate the days like we go down the weekend or a weekend tournament, and you're just crushing it on Friday, and then you go out on Saturday and everything you're doing again is like no, no, sorry, none of that's gonna work today. Sorry, go home. <laughs> yeah, 
even been times I've had the exact same condition and it just, it worked one day and didn't work the next. So I don't know why, what changes in the fish's mind that they decided they don't want to hit my, you know, my floater beads that day, but they, they get contemptible sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. That is. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, you know, you bring it up. Um, I, I can jump ahead in the questions for that one since you brought it up. Um, do you have a thought about the difference in fishing with a bead or a float? So, a lot of the pompano rigs that we use from Salty, I know they got the floats on them. Um, we've had very, very, very good luck with the floats. Um, I don't, I personally don't use beads too often. Um, if I'm out of pompano rigs or whatever, you know, I'll tie one up and throw a bead on there. But mainly when I'm using Carolina rigs, I'll use a bead. But it's just something about those floats, even. When you're reeling them in, you know, get them up and you're done for the day and you're looking at them, there's bite marks all over those floats. So that's evidence right there that, that fish are attracted to those for sure. So if you got a bait still on there on your hook and they see that float, you know, pretty good chance something's going to come swim by and find it. Yeah. That always, that always wondered when I saw that. I'm like, is this a fish or a crab? Who's messing with my float? Yeah, one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> but still, I mean, one of my favorites goes back to uh, S&J. I mean, when they came out with those coquina-looking ones. Yeah. Oh, those things were, that that was some serious fire, like, right there. That was that was good stuff right there. I, I think I, I have kind of a little preference more for, if I'm just strictly whiting fishing, I, I don't know, I just seem like I've had better success with just beads for whiting. But, you know, yeah. from Target or black drum from the beach or reds from the beach it seems like the floats seem to do better okay so when you guys are actually and i know this question isn't on there but you, you bring up a good one when you're targeting reds are you using carolina rig using pomp rig what's your what's your preferred setup for uh, going after red i i like i like a knocker rig um jughead uses carol or yeah, yeah carol, carolina, carolina rig. rig yeah but the big difference there is I, you know we're putting on cut mullet most of the time okay the only uh, the only drawback to that is you catch a lot of sharks, so you're gonna have to have yeah. hefty hefty leader line there because it's usually something toothy that's gonna be biting at it. That makes sense. Yeah, I was using um, Rogue Reels. Rob made a couple of those red red ones. I don't know if I gave you any. I need to. Um, when he was using his for his reds, and they were bigger hooks, and I was like, dude, there's no way this is gonna work. And then it did. I was like, oh, well, I'm an idiot. I never realized how much these damn red drum were opening their mouths to just mow down a crab or mullet or any of these things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they do have some bigger – just because it's on the bottom, I think, you don't realize quite how big their mouths are until you, you catch a decent size one and take a good look at it. Yeah. I mean, black drum is hilarious. You know, I, I, I've never caught a slot one. of Everything's been upper. But, I mean, you put the, the fish grips in their mouth, and it's just like, holy, you're going to eat this. And it's a giant every time. Yeah. No. Uh, so what is your guys' typical setup in the surf? So um, between the two of us, I think, I don't know, what do we got? Eight rods out there when we're both fishing four yeah. and four. Um, <clears throat> we both have, so I think in total we got four 12-foot rods, you know, two or three nine-foot rods, and then we always have two rods sitting in the cart with uh, just spoons or something like that on there. But the main thing that we try to do is just always stagger our baits and you've heard that before, and I cannot preach how much that helps because if you're getting more bites on a short rod, 
you're getting more bites on a short rod, you can bring all your other rods in to sit that area or just leave one out far and the rest in short or you get what I'm saying. But that really helps immensely for us. So that's usually our our typical setup out there. And like I said, if we see something swimming by, um, we'll run up and grab the, the rods with the lure on it and try and throw at those. Yeah, zone awareness is key. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm surprised that we have to say that on so many episodes and it's still something that's taught, you know, like, hey, we mean it. <laughs> We're not kidding. Like, throw things at different distances. There's a there's a reason we do this. Yeah, absolutely. I know when I first started, um, I always thought, you know, the further out, the better. But that is not always the case. We've caught some pretty big fish just right at the breakers right there, right on the beach almost, right in the little holes and everything like that. So that was definitely something really cool to learn about. Yeah. I did the same thing. I think everybody does. You know, it, when we're watching the YouTube, a lot of them are talking about, yeah, you got to get on the back side of the bar. You got to be on the back side of the bar. And there's a decent, I'd say above 50%. Yeah, you probably do need to be on the back side of the bar. But there's, it's amazing when those things, if you're in just a weird cut and those those reds come through and they're going in there, the pompano or just doing the weird race thing and they're hitting the racetrack and they're just nailing your lines. Oh, man. It's like, what the hell am I doing wrong here? Why? Well, what's new? Yeah, no kidding. That's crazy. But that's why we fish. It ain't catching, right? That's right. <laughs> so what type of rigs do you guys prefer to fish with? Um, Pompano rigs. Pompano rigs, yeah. yeah. Du- double drop or more, sp- specifically from the beach. Okay. It, the, uh, if I if I see people, a lot of people catching reds or black drums, then I'll, I'll rig one up with an Aka rig or a Carolina rig and toss it out there, but mainly i would say 90 percent of the time it's you know it's a double droppers that some we've tied up a few single droppers ourselves and uh kind of experimented with that a little bit and i I don't know i think we found kind of had some success with doing that too but it just just on different days i can't really put my finger on when it works best to use what no i mean multi-options better for everything in a way and once you get it honed in then it's game on yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So when you guys, uh, do you prefer Sputniks, Pyramids, Banks? What kind of sinkers do you guys just like to use? Um, I've used, uh, what's that guy's name that makes the Sputniks? Chip. Chip. Yeah, Chip. The sinker guy. Yeah, those are those are great. I love those. Those work very, very well. Um, we, we use both. We do use Pyramid. Uh, yeah, they're just called Pyramid Rigs. We do use those Pyramids quite a bit. Um, honestly, depends really how much the current's ripping and everything else but we're usually using pyramid rigs and like i said those buttonics that he has we have a ton of those we do throw those on quite frequently like i said when the current's going and you got high waves and you got to keep the keep everything set in there pretty good yeah, yeah. i use them so i get you completely <laughs> I, I i pass further with them i think i, I feel yeah. like i get more distance with you know with uh the sinker guys sputniks for i don't know if they're more aerodynamic or I'm not sure what what the difference is. I just can get more distance out of out of a cast with one. Well, it's funny you bring that up because I wrote a review on that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what I did, I I went out. Um, if you guys haven't seen it, it's on my blog page on Our Never Ending Summers. It's still there. I will eventually get it transitioned over to this. Um, yeah, I went out one day with a Pyramid Bank and a Sputnik threw the three of them and the Sputnik one each time. And then I took it up another notch. I went and got those arrowheads. Um, I think Tom, Tom fishes a lot with the arrowheads. He's the one that turned me on to them. 
and then through that with a Sputnik, and then another one which was a, a musket ball. Have you guys seen these? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is just going to be fun to throw. I don't even know why I want to do it, but I just want to throw it. Um, and, and even with the musket ball um, and, and the frog tongue, actually, I did that one in that test as well. Um, the Sputnik still outperformed. It was close on a couple, but yeah, the Sputnik seemed to be a little bit more. It, it edged out more often than not. On uh, I think the Arrowhead was the closest one, just due to the aerodynamics of it. Yeah, definitely, definitely an interesting setup. Fishing with so many different sinkers has been an interesting learning game. I, I just to this day, I, I know people tell me, oh, "I'll use this, use this." I'm like, "Okay, I'll try it," and then I end up end up going right back to chip sinkers yeah. <laughs> every time. I mean, one nice thing with the Sputniks is you don't got to worry about your line, you know, the current pulling your line down, down shore and getting wrapped up and everybody else. So that drives me crazy. I, I hate when that happens. Yeah. So more often than not, we're throwing on the, throwing on the, the uh, Sputniks so that we're not having to fight that too. Yeah, it makes sense. Absolutely. So what do you guys think the rush to surf fishing is attributed to? Oh, man. I, I would say a lot of it's YouTube. It would be my guess, because I know when we was moving here, I mean, we had surf fish on vacation, but not nothing. We were just buying the cheap rigs from from Walmart and, you know, tossing out there and hoping for the best. So I think the uh, the easy access to valuable information that YouTube provides, you know, all the bigger guys like, you know, Beach Bomb or Angler Upper Brant, where they can kind of give you the, the basics that you need to get started you know and everyone anybody can do it it's just you know it doesn't cost that much to get started you don't need a boat you know just a, a rod or reel on a sand spike and some bait and you're you know you've got a whole you know a whole day full of fun there so that's that's my take anyway i know when we were moving down you know trying to think of what we was going to do because we wasn't can't hunt no more you know we could hunt but it's white tail are different here so you know i kind of settled on the surf fishing and the first thing i did was pull up youtube to you know try to get some pointers and that and i just kind of fell in love love with it from there yeah girl same <laughs> that's kind of what happened to me it's like oh youtube hello yeah i, I don't know what I did before youtube because anytime i have a question for anything it seems like i can find an answer there yeah it has definitely been a well in my industry, it's kind of weird, but yes, it is a super helpful thing, but it can also be quite the hindrance. You can't can't take everything on YouTube at face value, but yeah. it, there is a lot of good knowledge out there to use, especially from the people yeah. that have got a ton of things on the, the, you know specific topics. And it's like, okay, you obviously know what you're talking about. I can trust you, and all the names you named, super educators. Yeah. All right, so... My favorite and last question here, uh, what do you wish someone new to the fishing game would know or learn before they ever put lines in the water? Yeah, that's a, I do like that question too. That's awesome. Um, I would have to say that just remember for your first time going out there, it's definitely a learning experience. Um, you can be sitting on the beach somewhere doing the same thing someone else is doing for the most part that you think. And they're pulling in fish left and right, and you haven't had a bite yet. But, you know, he might be out just a little bit farther. He might be fishing in a rip that you don't know about or different kind of bait or anything else. But anyway, moral of the story, I just think that you can't go out there and expect to have a stellar day right off the bat. 
Um, there is times you got to put in the time and everything else. And I'll tell you what, when you have some slow days fishing and you go out there and you do very, very good and pulling in fish left and right, there is no other feeling like it. It's just, you didn't, you didn't give up pretty much. You just got to keep going out there and finding what works. And that's what I like about it. It's just learning everything else, what worked today, what didn't work and all that. But I think you definitely got to remember it's a learning experience for sure. Yeah, and, and being patient with yourself. I know we we just got a, a full year in doing you know, consistently surf fishing in November. So I still, you know, there's some days that I'm I kinda get down on myself and you know, it's been like especially right now because it's so hard to find fish and uh, you know, I've been getting getting hard on myself and then, you know, I see some other people catching reds from the beach, you know. I keep seeing some a Facebook posts here and there. Someone pulled a red in or pulled a black drum in off the beach, and, and I just and I'm struggling to find them. So, just being patient with yourself and and uh, you know not getting frustrated is is a big a big step. Realizing you're it can't be that bad. You're sitting on the beach, <laughs> you know you got an awesome view and you know just waiting for if you catch a fish, that's just a blessing. Yeah, dude, that's awesome, you guys. Thank you so much. Really. I, I'll say it again. I'm really excited for the stuff you're going to put out because I know you're going to put out killer content that's going to help somebody not learn all, quite a bit and be able to become better at surf angling and hell and fishing in general because I know you guys are doing more than just surf fishing on your channel. So a lot of people are going to pick up a lot of great knowledge. So thank you guys so much for doing all that. No, thank you. We appreciate the, uh, the opportunity to kind of share our story. Well, it's a good one. So hopefully everybody follows us some more. So everybody, you know, if you get a chance, you need to go over, take a look at them on Facebook, you know, Saltwater Yankees YouTube, Saltwater Yankees channel. Make sure you follow on that. And you also heard they're on, oh my gosh, they're on Insta and they are also on, I know the word. TikTok. Thank you. <laughs> oh, Tiki Talk. Either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why my brain's not working. Ugh, it's falling apart. All right, guys. Thanks again for coming on. I appreciate you. Awesome. Thanks for having us. Yeah, man. All right. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen. I hope this was good for you. Um, I know I picked up some cool stuff there, and I know they got a lot of good knowledge. They're going to have it out there on their channel. So definitely go take a look at that. Um, if you want to reach out to them, I know they're responsive. So by all means, shoot them comments, shoot them messages. Um, I'm sure they'll be happy to help you out there. And hey knowledge is power it's only going to make us better in this game so i appreciate you sticking around always fun having you listening uh if you got something from this don't forget uh, i mean i always ask it but I'll, I'll do it again like it out share it out uh, talk to people about it you know there's some good info in here and hopefully it's helping you so thanks for sticking around so long as you did i appreciate you we'll listen to, uh we'll find you on next week here on finding demo surf fishing we'll see you later 